0: You are listening to Cody and gold on a very special edition. We're going to have Jay Binkley in instead of Cody. And we're going to have my dog, Alex
1: gold. What's going on, Jed? It is a Monday edition of Cody and gold, Alex gold, Jed Marshall, Jay Binkley with you today. Cody will be back with us uh, tomorrow. Jed continues to fill in for Nick. who will be back next week. Normally on a Monday we will have Andy Reid at noon, but with the Chiefs playing a game on Saturday and of course the NFL schedule is setting up that way, uh, Andy Reid, Patrick Holmes tomorrow at eleven forty-five. So not today. We will not have Andy Reid coming up at noon today. But Bank, I know you're doing a little post-game last night. Now you're back for four more hours talking Chiefs with me. You got the energy drink. It's not a Bang. I don't know what it is. It's a different brand maybe today. But you're it is Bang. It is bang. Okay, you're ready it is to bang. go. Yeah. Bank is all set and ready to go. A ton to get into from. Uh, yesterday's win and look i think andy Reid nailed it when he said it was kind of a weird game bank it, it was because if i go through and i see okay the chiefs gained about 6.6 yards per play texans were under four yards per play uh you continue to look season high in first downs you completed 88 percent of your passes no no picks uh you ran the ball for five and a half yards a pop you had 500 yards of offense i can keep going like oh man they must have won by 25 points, bank. Must have won by 25. And then we all know that was not the case. This game ended up in overtime. Like, what the hell? It was such a weird game in that realm. But I still come back to <laughs> the game, did nothing to squash every big concern that I at least have. And I think concerns we talked about last week for these next four, now three weeks. What would you like to see corrected? And what maybe are you, quote unquote, fearful of? Come the postseason that could lead to an exit bink. Not like there was nothing in the game that reassured you of those things, those being turnovers, special teams blunders, and red zone struggles by the defense.
2: I think this is one of the weirdest weeks that we've seen. It is the most weird week we've seen in the NFL with the bad calls, the Chiefs lopsided statistic yeah. game. This is the this is the weirdest Chiefs game I can remember with Andy Reid as far as being so much more dominant than the other team, but yet the final score. Wouldn't indicate that. But across the NFL, everybody's playing close games and losing the teams they should have lost. It was just a very bizarre weekend. But, yes, had you had a coma, Alex, and you woke up from it and I showed you those numbers, you had no idea who won the game or not, you would have said the Chiefs by 30. You would have definitely said they would have covered the 14. You would have oh, they easily covered that 14 points, which they, which they didn't, but you would have easily thought that. But, yeah, a strange game. But this game shows you when you see statistics like this this far out of whack that it is officiating. Like, a lot of times I won't sit here and harp on the officiating after games because I'm like, listen, the NFL officiating sucks. Remember when the refs were on the strike? Mm-hmm. And they had the replacement refs, and everybody was still throwing a fit. Oh, we need the refs back. Really? Did you need them back at that point? I mean, that was the one time when people had wow. officials
1: that, back. That famous that famous photo now of the, the one of the refs calling touchdown and one calling incomplete. That was the last night where they said, okay. But was it gotta, that much worse? <laughs> uh, it, it, it was on, on something like that. Like The officiating's inept in the NFL. It's been that way for, for quite some time. But that, that's this, the only
2: reason you lose. Yeah. You have a close game. St- it, when it's that far out of whack statistically, that is exhibit A to show the NFL. All right, look at these numbers. Why was this game in overtime? Why? Uh, The official Carl Sheffers that made literally that made the difference in this game.
1: And we're going to talk about him a little bit later on this hour because we know he also was part of another moment that happened earlier on this season at Arrowhead involving the Las Vegas Raiders uh, where the fans clearly kind of got into his head. There's this weird history of him in the Chiefs franchise. We'll dive deeper. Uh, into that because, no, you're right. I mean, that, that was Will a huge factor. Will he ever come back
2: to KC? That's the question. Will he ever – or he specifically probably say, I'll do Chiefs games but only on the
1: road? Because well, I, think, I think he's afraid to come back. Well, I don't think he should be allowed to – his crew should not be a playoff crew whatsoever. That, no, that I don't, crew I don't should ever not, see him doing a game that, at Arrowhead. That crew should not be allowed to do a playoff game involving the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, well, again, we'll talk more about him a little bit later on uh, in the show today. But Bink, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm wrong, and maybe you think I'm I'm not being fair here. You're, we, we went through the the numbers and everything that offensively, in particular, still was great. We'll talk about Mahomes at 10:30 because he was awesome yesterday. But I still leave the game and like no, nothing got cleaned up to me where I'm like, oh, that was one of those things I wanted corrected, Bink, uh, before the playoffs to make you feel better because we were concerned about hey, this team they got to stop this eight now nine game run of turnovers. Well, that continues. That's the same question that we have. You know, coming into the to the game now against Seattle, can they not turn the ball over offensively? And then you had a game the prior week where you made it through without a special teams blunder. And now we're back to, all right, can you rely on the special teams? I know the morning show just had Dustin Colquitt on. Uh, I thought he was fantastic and, and brought some life to maybe something that's going on with the, the entire kicking unit right now. But those are the three big questions that... I still have, and, and I don't feel any better about them. I didn't think you'd get any of it answered. This was a damned
2: if you do, damned if you don't game to me. It was. It was all those games you look at the schedule. If you win by 20 or even if you win by 30 in just an absolute blowout, you know what they say? Well, Texans suck. They're number one on the clock. They had a fluke last week against Dallas. It is the worst uh, offense in the NFL. They were without their leading rusher. They were without their top two leading mm-hmm. receivers. And yet, think about that. It, statistics aside that you mentioned, out your your top running back, top two receivers out. And yet, yet, you look at the final score. But, yeah, nothing was answered. But I didn't expect to get anything answered, to be honest with you. Because if they had a clean game, you'd be like, look at the opponent. The opponent was really bad. And it would have been a reasonable argument had someone brought it up. And if you barely win the game, like the Chiefs did, you'd say, well, that game was too close. Second moral victory for Houston in a row as far as this is concerned. But I didn't think a lot to gain. I see things to gain the rest of the schedule, like Seattle's still playing for something. Uh, The Denver defense, as bad as Denver is, the Denver defense I do think gives the Chiefs a good test offensively. Like That's a good thing to sharpen them before they get to the postseason because that is an elite defense. And then the Raiders game, the final game of the year, I think something to gain for because it's a rivalry game. And sometimes these games in the AFC West, I mean, the Chiefs have had some sweaters in the AFC West. Yes, they're winning them, but the Chargers game's close the Broncos game was too close for comfort. That first Raiders game at Arrowhead Stadium was way too close for comfort. So I look at AFC West games and think, okay, this is going to be a close game because the, uh, the rest of them have been. This was the one outlier.
1: This is the one outlier. It was damned if you do, damned if you don't. I'm, I'm with you on. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Where you're you're saying that they could have done everything, quote unquote, perfectly, and people would say, "Well, it's the Houston Texans." I, but I'm you're with right you about the special teams I'm, woes. I'm with thing. you there. It could but have been a crisp game. But. I'm with you there, but I would also just argue that against an opponent like the Texans, if you couldn't be turnover free in this game, like it doesn't exude all kinds of confidence and yeah, me that thinking G-G that they're gonna get. that was weird, though, man. That was that, that was a was, weird turnover. That one was. That one certainly was Pacheco one was just a flat-out that fumble. Just, that was just a flat-out, flat-out fumble. That's like, If you were just wanting reassurance that, okay, they at bare minimum, can you correct it against one of the worst teams or the worst team in football, the special teams blunders, the the turnover problems, and, and they weren't. So that, that's why it doesn't make me feel great in, in that regard. I just want to see a clean game. And honestly, if you look at it and you mention those stats, 500 yards of offense,
2: <laughs> you only allowed 219 yards. Not only that, Davis Mills was only 50%, 50% completion that game. So if you said, I want to see a clean game, well, you got it. You got great offensive stats, defense, special teams. You didn't, again, the officiating, when you do stop somebody on third and six, and yet they they call a stupid penalty on luxurious Snead and they get a first down. You can't do anything about that. So, yeah, I was looking for a clean game, but offensively, offensively, this is what you want to see. Offensively feel great. 189 yards rushing. Defensively, they did only give up 219 yards. Uh, they didn't tackle great in certain situations. But at the end of the day, 219 yards for an NFL team is not good in a full game. And the defense did keep them to that special teams is horrible. But again, I'll go back to the officiating. <laughs> uh, no, seriously, that was the difference in this game as far as a really clean game or not. And I hate to say that because it's kind of a loser's mentality to blame the officials. But when you have a guy that to last, what, five years? And more penalties yeah. on the – 143 penalties on the Chiefs mm-hmm. with the last couple of years. What did you
1: say, it was four years, five years? Right, and the, and the Chiefs, the third least penalized team in the league coming into this game, and yet they had – Double digits. Uh, double digits in, in this particular game. We'll talk more about NFL officiating, as I said, coming up uh, around 1040 or, or so. Uh, you mentioned, though, the divisional games, and we know the Chiefs have two left. They get the Broncos in a couple weeks, and then they wrap up uh, the season on the road in Las Vegas. Uh, lost in – and of course, some of the, the the frustration with the turnovers and the officiating uh, and everything. Seven straight AFC West titles, man. The se- seven straight AFC West titles. They had never won back to back before this run started. Of course, this is a run in the AFC West that includes a couple years of of Alex Smith as well. This goes back. That's how much they've dominated this division. And I looked at Bink, when the Chiefs were favorites to win the division or what their odds were. It's kind of it's kind of interesting. There was a couple years during the seven year run where they were significant favorites. Uh, to win the AFC West, you know, minus 240 heading into the season. We know that was not the case this year where they were still the favorite, but not by much, right? The gap had short. You can get the, you could have got the Chiefs at plus money to win the division this year, a year where I think this is sweeter than, than it has been the last couple because of the division – and the way they all attacked the offseason, right? I mean, we know that the trades that went down, the big offseason acquisitions go team by team. We go with the Broncos. We know the big one, of course, was the trade of Russell Wilson, that they were just a quarterback away, Bank, from from winning that division. Uh, The the Chargers, of course, go and get J.C. Jackson, and they go and bring back Khalil Mack, and then the Raiders get Chandler Jones and trade for Devontae Adams. All of this. Big moves. And and what is – nothing's changed in the division, man. Nothing has changed. Well, think about that.
2: All the additions you just mentioned – And then you look at the Chiefs, and you think subtraction with Tyree Kill. You know, the top receivers in the NFL, and you add Juju and MVS, it's not the moves they made. You know, we'll bring it up later, but Jared McKinnon was the biggest offseason signing by the Kansas City Chiefs that bring him back for another year. But the bottom line is, look at the subtraction by the Chiefs, and it's greater than the other. Put it this way, too. The NFC East, the last 17 years, has had 17 different winners. There hasn't been back-to-back 17 different winners in the NFC East. This year is going to be 18. 18 years of different, different division. This way the NFL wants it. They want it set up like this. You're not supposed to do what the Chiefs are doing. The consistency, this is why I made the argument when I was in with for CDOT Thursday and Friday when I was talking about coach of the year, Andy Reid's not getting the sniff, and it's going right. to probably be Sirianni. But if you do take into account how difficult it is to go to four straight title games, how difficult it is two of the last four times being in the Super Bowl. That is more difficult than what other people are doing because what they're saying is you have to suck and then be good. But if you stay right. consistently good like the Chiefs in seven straight division titles, when everybody spends the same amount of money, when the Raiders were a playoff team, you had to add Devontae Adams and Chandler Jones. When you live in an era where teams and games come down to three points and seven points is considered a blowout, and again, same draft, the same 256 guys you're seeing at the combine, the same or the NFL draft, the same money you're getting to spend. You got to be smarter than everybody else. Like if, if you're on the same level playing field with everybody, Alex, like if you and I had $300 to go eat groceries at IV and we go in there and I come in and I have like far more than you do. You say, well, I was doing better than Alex. I shopped better than Alex. I bought things at a better price or whatever. Chiefs are doing the same thing. They're shopping for their groceries, but they're being smarter of how they do it with Brett Veach and Andy Reid and the coaching staff to do what they're doing seven straight years In the modern day NFL is insanity.
1: I know there's still a ways off from doing what the Patriots did in the AFCs, but it's, it's, (laughs) it's not impossible. uh, The way that's the record eleven straight. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, that was something two or three years ago when the chiefs had won four in a row, like, okay, are they going to, you know, when, when, when does it end? Are they going to be able to get anywhere near that? Looking at the the picture in the AFC West where the Broncos are in huge trouble as a franchise because of the contract that they gave out uh, to Russell Wilson. Uh, Derek Carr, Raiders, long term, what's going on there? Uh, the Chargers, we all agree they have the quarterback, but we still don't know if Brandon Staley's the long term answer at head coach. And Keenan Allen's getting older, and they're going to have to replace that wide receiver core. My point being, why, why can't the Chiefs run this thing up to 9 10 and, and, and uh-huh. have it be a real conversation?
2: I think they will. Any coincidence that Travis Kelsey's seven straight years of 1,000 yards coincides with seven straight division titles? Like, if you think about it, his yeah. streak started when the Chiefs started winning the West. His seven straight years of 1,000 yards go with seven straight division titles, how important he is to this team.
1: As long as your quarterback stays... And it predates Mahomes. Yeah, He's goes, goes, goes back to, to Smith. Smith yeah. As long as your your quarterback stays healthy in these years, I think the three guys together, Mahomes, Kelsey, and Reed, as long as those three are linked together and, and Andy's not retired yet and Travis Kelsey's staying healthy and producing the way he is... Then, then it's hard to imagine them not being able to be the favorite every year and, and having a chance to get it done. We we know what they won't be though. Hot is,
2: takes will be oh, the Raiders going to win the division? You know going to win the they, that, Think about all the that, egg on the faces of people in the national media. I mean, it was bad, Alex. Oh, there's think about of the cuts. egg on the face. Yeah,
1: there, there's plenty of cuts. Guys like James Jones who said the Chiefs weren't going to even make the playoffs. Remember that? It was done. You, you can go on and on and on uh, and down down the list of of national talking heads that that had that. And look, they. They, the Chiefs were still favorites to win the division this year. Just it was it was way closer than the gap had been, and they ran away with it. This thing this thing's locked up after week 15, and really this thing's been locked up for multiple weeks. Even though just now mathematically it's done, you go back post week 10, they've pretty much had this thing taken care of, and that 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 is pretty remarkable in the NFL to have the kind of run the Chiefs have had. I I, I said in the off season, and I was wrong obviously, but I said in the off season I thought anybody coming out of the AFC West is, is going to have a really tough time and not be able to get the number one seed because of how difficult maybe this path is going to be. Look, the Chiefs may not get the one seed, but they, it's not going to be because of the competition in the AFC West. Uh, the, the, the Chiefs are still one Buffalo Bills loss away from getting the, the number one seed, uh, which is uh, considering where the conversation was around Buffalo and everybody is pretty remarkable. It's not only winning the division, it's it's having a three-game
2: lead mm-hmm. In the National Football League, which a couple teams have. it, Buffalo's got a three-game lead. Uh, the Vikings actually have a four-game lead. Should have been three if Jeff Saturday and the Colts don't blow that game. That
0: but the bottom line is to
2: have a three-game lead in, in the Chargers. <laughs> that game could have gone either way yesterday against the Titans. And it could have been a four-game lead for the Chiefs. But to be sitting where they're at, not only have we talk about the hot predictions, hot takes, what not going to be the Chiefs, but they sit with a three-game lead. If you would have told any of those people that predicted another team that eight, hey, they're going to be three games down, and the Chiefs are three to play. Nah, no. Nah. Well, they are. That's reality. And the Chiefs are strapped up. Even division. the
1: most, I will say this, even the most. It's op- like winning the division by 20 games in Major League Baseball. Yeah, the, even the most optimistic Chiefs fan probably didn't think that they'd have a three game lead no, in Week 15. No. Like, we all acknowledge, we, we, we you may have still thought the Chiefs were winning the division, as we all did, but. You probably still thought it'd be a little bit more competitive than what it's been. The fact that it is wrapped up in week fifteen is is pretty wild.
2: It is, and just the consistency to do it each and every week. When and here's the other thing too: when you're the marked team, when you literally make every team season by beating you, and you get the best of the best when teams play the Chiefs, you get their attention. They want to beat the Kansas City Chiefs, just like the Ravens did that game you went to last year in Baltimore, where they were like. Were well, they partying basically in the aisles? Oh, man, the it was game. a huge
1: celebration. Because they got... beat the Chiefs. Yep. I mean, it's a
2: big deal. It's a big deal in Buffalo when they beat the Chiefs, and they get excited. It's a big deal for the Raiders or Chargers because they hit up social media, which doesn't happen very much, but they hit it up and say, hey, we beat the Chiefs. Okay, congratulations, win the damn division, and then start talking. But it means something to beat the Chiefs. They have the target on their back. Some teams can handle it, and many teams can't. Like Buffalo, can they handle it? That's the question. Can they handle because now they're they're on the clock. Now you're the number one seed. Last year they couldn't handle it because they beat the Chiefs. Following week, they lose the Titans. They lost later in the year 41 to 15 at home to the Colts and lost to the Jags on the road. They couldn't handle being the top dog. Cincinnati didn't handle it to begin the season. You know, being the team that mm-hmm. came to, you know, was in the Super Bowl. But now they're starting to turn things around and they look to me, they're the second best team in the AFC, if not the best. But the bottom line is. Can you handle the target on your back? And the Chiefs have been able to do it.
1: No doubt. And I, the funny thing, I went back and looked at where things were setting up before the season, too, Bink, for not just the division, but how people perceived the Chiefs in terms of uh, how many wins they could get in, in the real conversation of the AFC West and AFC for as a whole in the pecking order. Remember, the Chiefs' win total this year in Vegas was set at 10.5. Now, it was – heavily juiced to that was minus like one sixty minus one eighty. and mod and the money was coming in on the over but still that the, the total was set 10 and a half with yeah. Andy Reid as the head coach with and Patrick I, Mahomes as the
2: quarterback and I want Andy Reid averages 11.9 yeah. wins a year with the Chiefs <laughs> so here he averages more and then his worst season is nine and seven so yeah the that over and under was a complete joke and it's mm-hmm. a great it's a great play actually if you want to win money now but they average catches, 11.9 yeah. wins per year oh And that's on a 16-game season. That average is on a 16-game season, not a 17, which even gives him further advantage uh, to getting to that number. That was one of the uh, free money plays of the year.
1: AFC West and the over for the Chiefs. If you if you were someone on, on launch day back on September 1st on the Kansas side for sports wager. Hope you're you know cashing not. in in Kansas. And uh, we'll in about 10 minutes talk about maybe you're feeling a little bit better than you did this time last week. For those of you holding a Mahomes MVP ticket, we'll get to that again coming up in 10 minutes. Jed's a little frustrated with me, though, Bank. He sent me a text on Saturday. He said, oh, so what did you get in? Uh, what did you get on the, the drive to Emporia? Because Friday night I was in Emporia, my twin sister's graduation there at Emporia State. And uh, we were asking the text line You're on twin? Friday. Yeah, my twin sister. She was getting her her master. Awesome. And on Friday, I asked for people like, "Where should I eat real quick?" And that was just a quick in and out type of drive. So we did not go with a sit down restaurant. People were recommending some some restaurants. Think I should have texted you. Is sure. Brahms there? That's, so that's what I ended up getting. Wow. Just quick. Man, there's nothing it wrong a with a quick, that. I was at
2: Pittsburgh fast. state and they had Brahms and, was, and Brahms is a great place. No, it was, it's not. It is. It is a horrible take by you. Once again, so well, was,
0: the text line hates me already. So I'm just going to keep well, doubling do down. I hate <laughs> you now too. Oh, okay. I'm kidding. Well, Jim. Just, we work
2: every Sunday together. I don't hate you, but that's a terrible take.
0: I'll just close the mic. Then it's a terrible take. Jim. It's not a terrible take. The crinkle fries were very good. So, the iced tea that I had was very good. The hamburger. Eh, I didn't so, get any ice cream. That's on me. That's my fault then for what not are you getting. Ranking?
2: Culver's is kind of the same type of place as Brahms. I would take Culver's ten times really
0: over Brahms. Oh,
1: yeah. So I had only when I was in Wichita, there was Brahms there, but I had only had the ice cream. I never got the not, never got food there, whatever. And so I ended up getting a burger and fries. And yeah, it was it was like it was, you it was a nice fine. little ice cream afterwards. I no? didn't get any ice cream. It was just it was just fine. Yeah.
0: Alex, I want people to start right. hating you. It was just fine.
1: Yeah. It was, if your expectations, right? It was fast, fast food burger and fry. It was good. But when
0: people describe it to you and they're, oh, it's the best. You got to stop at Brahms. Nah, yeah, you, you don't really have to best. stop at Brahms. You can't you, put the best on it. I mean, that's that's going too far. To me, though, it's a little bit like, like I have family who live out on the west coast. So In-N-Out Burger. In-N-Out, to In-N-Out. me, everybody says, oh, In-N-Out Burger is so yeah. great. It's fine. It's a hamburger.
1: It just depends on what the expect. You have to, even when people say something's great, when it's in that cat, it's still fast food. Like you can't. all It's not going to be the. This this gourmet meal. It's fast food, but there's better fast food than others. And I would put Brahms in it's it, yeah, in the middle of the road. Yeah, but prices nowadays, it's kind of like fine dining, you know? Yeah, you can spend eleven fifty at McDonald's on a quarter pounder cheese and large meal very quickly. But that's just that's just kind of how it goes, Bank.
2: Yeah, family of four, you're like looking at forty bucks or more at McDonald's. When it used to be like <laughs> less than twenty. I thi- you know? I
1: figured you were a Brahms guy. because I like of the Brahms. Pittsburgh State connection. Oh, big there. time, big time, like Brahms.
2: So you, I think you made a good choice.
1: Someone says lived at OKC for seven years. Brahms and Waterburger so overrated. Thank you. Shots fired on both. Now we're not. Now we're not just talking about Brahms. We're talking about talking about Waterburger. I mean, who cares? What? It's still good.
2: I mean, it's the overrated thing. I mean, just beauty's in the eye of the beholder. If you like something, you like something. You don't, you don't. I mean, it's. I'm gonna have a favorite place, Alex. You're gonna have a favorite place. I mean, it doesn't mean one's better than the other one. It just means that's our taste.
0: It actually does. It means whatever (laughs) I say is fact, and therefore people just have to accept it. Jed, Jed, Jed. You can. uh, You can. have to deal with this every post game.
2: Last are we going to
0: get back. I wish I would have chimed in about the officials.
2: Oh, we're gonna get there. We had plenty of fun on that. Jed's, uh, Jed's got some hot takes. Yeah,
0: we'll get. I don't know if they're hot takes. They're just takes. Oh, they're burning, man. I hope so, because Carl it's
2: G. freezing out. <laughs> oh, it is. It's snowing up north, too, by the airport. You
1: guys still getting snow, text line? Up north? It's like, yeah, here, it's just, it's just a mix. They it said it's heavy snow. Yeah. Wow. Well, wait till Thursday and Friday. That's windshield potentially negative 40, Bank. What do you think of that, Jed? <laughs> that sounds terrible, so what That's
0: <laughs> My heater doesn't work in my car, so I'm <laughs> not particularly looking forward to that. I know that you'll be in shorts and a t shirt, so that's actually yeah, what I'm going to You don't want to be as cold,
1: to. Bink. Why don't you put on a coat? Why don't you put on a hoodie and put some pants? <laughs> well, I,
2: I did drive yesterday with the hat on and the gloves, <laughs> but I didn't have shorts on and a hoodie, but uh, I did have hat and some gloves. I told Jed last night after the postgame, I was like, eh, let's hope the car starts. It was and a chilly right now. I was Jed. very
0: thoughtful and hung out to make sure that your car did start. Did you? No, I didn't. I yeah, just said, just all right, left. Bink, have a good night. Yeah, I'll see right. you tomorrow, he buddy. Left.
2: And I was like, you don't do that stuff. I said, well, if
1: my car starts, and he took off. He wasn't even true. there. you hold on? He said, "Hey, my car might." You you yeah. told Jed your car might I mean, not start, he and leaves. he just left. Yeah, yeah
0: I walked in that's and Jed. I said, "Hey, Bank, that's I'll see you stuff. tomorrow, man. I hope you have a good night." And he goes, "Yeah, I'll see you tomorrow." And I if, even
1: drove him home
0: if, a couple if, weeks ago. That's true.
1: That's really disappointing. You know,
0: I I don't see how I'm the bad guy it, in this it's situation. Not, it's not
1: teamwork. Hmm. I didn't realize we were a team.
2: We are a team, Jed. Are we? Little story, Jed was hired oh, the same day I was. I've been with this guy for 11, 12 years, and he's never changed.
1: That's the story?
0: I'm a good person.
1: N- not really.
0: No, it's no, that's true.
1: 913-586-7610, the J Southland Lanto Service text line. You can hit us up throughout the show today. Up next, though, something I think that did get lost for a little bit during this game yesterday and why you might feel a little bit better today if you were someone that bet back before the season started. 16 Houston. 12 10 to go in the game. McKinnon is the running back. Tip tap motion by Noah Gray. Snap to Mahomes. Pump faking, now moving to his left. Angling, will he run it? He will. At the far side angle and stretches out. Touchdown! Kansas City! The
2: Chiefs regain the lead on a record-setting run by Mahomes. More rushing touchdowns
0: by any quarterback in Kansas City Chiefs history.
1: Mitch Holtis, of course, on the call on the Chiefs radio network. Mahomes rushing touchdown there. And I think there was a point in time in the game, bank where kind of lost in the frustration with the officiating, which we're gonna to get to, I promise, in about eight minutes or so, and also just the turnovers, lost in all that was Mahomes was awesome yesterday. He was actually incredible yesterday, as a matter of fact. The the guy had five incompletions on 41 passes, all right? And he threw for 336, two touchdowns. You just heard the rushing touchdown that he had, part of five carries for 36 yards no picks most importantly coming off that three interception game against the Broncos and he finished the game with 20 straight completions he was flat out he was mvp mahomes yesterday uh, that was the the bounce back that you were hoping for after a three interception day including being
2: hit a lot i mean he was hit more probably in that game than than many games you'll see it where he was on his back or just the just the hits he was taking to completely do that but that's the way it is and we do that on, on postgame sometimes, Alex, because, oh, by the way, Mahomes threw due for 383 or, oh, by the way, 423. <laughs> you take it for granted oh, now, yeah. like how good he is. And, you know, four, four years now in his career, he's had 35 touchdowns or more. Ties Drew Brees all time. Only Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady are better, and they had six. Oh, by the way, he tied Peyton Manning as well. So he tied Peyton Manning as well by having the four years, 35 touchdowns or more. Only Aaron Rodgers at six and Tom Brady at six have more 35 touchdown games than him. Guess what? Mahomes is gonna shatter that record, just like Kelsey shattered the thousand yard mark for tight ends. He's going to shatter that mark. And you know, don't give me that, well, he's got 17 games because he's doing it before 17 games. Because 17th game often doesn't matter to him because he didn't play. So don't don't even give me that. He's mm-hmm. just doing it anyway because he's well, he's one of the best we've ever seen. No doubt about it, but the, the, the fact that, that Rodgers and Brady, the record was six over 35, and Mahomes already a four? Are you
1: kidding me? I mean, when you look at what this offense has been since, uh, since him and Andy Reid have, have been paired together and, and the weapons that, that he's had in the past, and then now, of course, for him to do it in this season without Tyreek Hill, and also with a brand new cast for the most part. Yeah, Travis Kelsey's is the mainstay, but... Juju, well, there was a little bit of an unknown heading into the season. Juju's turned out to be fantastic for this team, but there was a little bit of an unknown for him coming into the season. MVS, uh, McCole Hardman's been out for for a decent chunk now all of a sudden. Kadarius, Tony comes in late. to has got Justin Watson. He's making Justin Watson a 300-plus yard receiver this year potentially. So th- th- this performance – keeps him right there in the MVP race Baker. And, and even Andy Reed was asked about it from, from Dan Israel on the chiefs radio network. Pat had another great day. And
0: <clears throat> I mean, you know, if he, if he's not the MVP, I'm not sure who is the MVP. <laughs> he's phenomenal.
1: So um, love having him on our team. Now the official, uh, you know, if you believe the, the odds says everything kind of thing, we know there's going to be real people that vote on this. And it doesn't mean for sure that this is how it would come out if the vote was today, but Jalen Hurts is still the favorite bank over at Fanduel, minus 150. Patrick Mahomes is plus 150. He's closed the gap. He was plus 200 was Mahomes on Friday, heading into this weekend. So Mahomes, his performance, which was awesome, it tells you still where the I think where the narrative and the public thinking is on the MVP race. That he tightened the gap, but maybe you were thinking after Mahomes' performance that they should have been almost even odds for both. Jalen Hurts is still minus 150, but Mahomes is closed the gap. I, I said on Friday that I think Patrick Mahomes has to have basically these type of performances the rest of the way. And you need Jalen Hurts to probably slip up once. The problem is Jalen Hurts is probably not going to lose another game. I don't think Mahomes is going to lose another game either. And so statistically, Mahomes is the MVP. Statistically, he's the MVP. And yesterday, to me, was a strong case for the MVP as well. With everything that happened, the, the turnovers that were not Mahomes yesterday, the turnovers, uh, the, the the officiating... The uh, flat-out, I I think, inability still uh, to get red zone stops defensively. All of that, they don't win, of course, without Patrick Mahomes yesterday. Plain and simple, he was he was fantastic, and so I think that was a. Even though it's against the Texans, that actually was a strong argument for why Patrick Mahomes should be the MVP. But I'm I still think the narrative is on Jalen Hurts' side, unfortunately. Yeah, and they
2: both were playing teams that were one and two in the draft right now, the Texans and the Bears. They have a five-point road win. Chiefs win by six Mm -hmm. down in Houston. Very comparable opponents uh, between the Texans and the Bears. But, yeah, I I felt my home was kind of – this is good for Andy Reid because typically you'll see coaches – Nick Saban's known for doing this in college football. Like, hey, we deserve to be in the playoffs. Even if they don't, whatever, he's going to stump for them. Mm -hmm. Like, you always want your head coach to stump. And, And coaches that do carry a lot of weight with what they say, like it does matter whenever they talk. A lot of times they don't do it. Like Andy Reid doesn't do this very often, especially with like rewards and uh, awards and stuff. But for him to do this, I think it kind of shows you how much Mahomes means to him. Of course, we know that. But for him to stump for him, I thought was nice because he did this with Dan Israel before or right after the game. He did it during the
1: yeah. You mentioned it both in, yeah. in both settings. Yeah, the the one on one with Dan Israel, and then he did it in the open media availability at, yeah. at the podium. I, th- this will continue to be. I think pretty fun to watch in the final three weeks. It is, I think it is very, very close. I I, I think if you're just looking at where the national uh, perspective is on it, the noise last Monday was all about Jalen Hurts. Because the Chiefs game was against the Texans, today no, the, the national talking shows are talking about the Cowboys collapse against the Jags and things like that. They're not talking about Patrick Mahomes, unfortunately, and his performance, which does matter for the MVP, Grace. It's fair or not. It's a flawed system. It is so narrative-driven. If we're just going off of the stats, it's not even close who the MVP is. It is Patrick Mahomes. He's going to throw for over 5,000. He's going to throw for over 40 touchdowns this year. He's going to be potentially the number one seed. We'll see again. They need Buffalo to slip up. Could have um, 14 wins. Could end up still with a 14-win season. Um, Jalen Hurts is fresh, right? That's what it is. He's fresh. He's he's new. Where would you put Burrow on the list? I still think Burrow's going to end up finishing third or fourth. Uh, I'd put him third. Um, and, and the odds right now, if you're wondering, Joe Burrow – uh, and Josh Allen are actually tied for the third best odds, but they're way back. They're ten to one, whereas again, Mahomes plus one fifty, Jalen Hurts minus one fifty. So I think that the, it's been a two horse MVP race the last two weeks or so.
2: Yeah, I agree with you, and it
1: just this is a typical
2: season, though. It's a typical season with Mahomes, and yes, this defense is better, despite everybody you know upset with the defense. It is probably one of the best defenses that he's had. I mean, definitely different the MVP season. He needed to score. He needed to go out and throw for 350, 400 yards a
1: game to win the game. He didn't have to do that now, and he's still doing it, which is crazy. We'll get to Jed talks coming up in about ten minutes or so. But we can all we we can all agree. I know this is going to be the probably the there's not everything you you can say on the radio that that everybody agrees with. Um, I think everybody agrees with me saying Carl Jeffers flat out sucks. Flat out sucks. His whole crew. They can't hear you sucks. in the back. spank.
2: They can't hear you in the back. What do you he what?
1: They suck ass. Yeah. How about that? Carl Jefferson's crew sucks ass. That's exactly what it is. Third least penalized team in the NFL, the Chiefs were heading into the game yesterday. Seven penalties were called in a 12 play stretch on the Chiefs. And she said six penalties on one drive. That's what put the at that point the Texans up. This stat makes you wonder. Really, what is going on with him and the Chiefs? Like, I'm not Mr. Conspiracy guy. You guys know that. And I'm usually not blame the refs guy. And that's not solely why this game was close, as I led the show with. I think this team's inability to stop turning the ball over is a huge part of it as well. But 22% of Chiefs penalties this season have occurred in two games, in 14% of their games. And guess who is the official in both? Carl Shepard. And his crew. Like, I can't keep saying it's a coincidence, Bink. But you're not a conspiracy guy. No, I just gave you. I, I have numbers. Uh, there's numbers that are backing it up. This isn't some like out of nowhere thing. Do you
0: know who you sound like? Let a petulant baby. No, he doesn't actually. You Alex do. Just actually. I just told you. Is, said, not, is he not? Blaming the refs one? is a loser's lament. I'm with you. Yeah, normally. but this I just told you. It. But I you're sitting there. You, it, to me, I guess no. it, this is this is what frustrates me to no end. And Bank and I talked about this last night on the okay. on the post game show. To me, having the referee be any sort... You can always think that referees are doing a poor job. I used a Collar last night, and I talked about the World Cup match, which we'll get into in Jed Talks. But to me, I I don't think that you can actually as a reasonable person look at the games and when you you can run out all of the numbers you want the refereeing and officiating around all of sports sucks sure i think we can all agree with that but to single out one person and say yeah. that they're going up against the chiefs and trying to Make the games closer and do a lot of these things. That is a conspiracy, my friend. So to act, you can have all the no. numbers that you want. Oh, gosh.
1: No, I don't. This I, is, normally, if you're just going to say, like oh, that ref in particular has it out for them. And, and a lot of times people say that, Jed, but they don't have anything to back it up. Like, you you take a look at the Chiefs. This is actually a year in which look- the Chiefs are not a penalized team. Typically under Andy Reid, they're one of the more heavily penalized teams. That's not the case yeah, this they year. They came in as 30th. The, 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 the third least penalized team in the league. And yet... 15% or excuse me, 22% of their penalties occurred in those two games with the same official. We also go back years before Travis Kelsey had an issue with Carl Jeffers as well, had the post game comments. You don't think that gets back to him as well. I do think his crew calls chiefs games in particular different than he and his crew call other football games.
2: Cause he was I, almost in the fetal position. Last time he was at arrowhead, the, the fans made him cry, Jed. And not only that it was so bad. It's the only way you can explain the statistical imbalance like the chiefs in Texas game. The only, only explanation, and it's not turnovers. Turnovers two to one, but it's the the officiating of the game, and it got worse as the night progressed. Sunday night football was just as bad, if not worse. John Hussey was just as bad, if not Wait, worse, than Cheffers. You, you I, don't think there's a chance he literally cost the Commanders
0: the game?
1: You don't think there's any any bit in the back of his because these are still humans out there. They still Absolutely. have natural emotion. Mistakes are going to happen. I'm, I understand that. No ref is going to be perfect. But like when this happened at Arrowhead earlier this season, there's no foul in the play. They're blocking the back. Uh, You don't think that that's something that's still just because you're a normal human that's in the back of your mind as well that has maybe impacts your feelings. I, I absolutely believe that his crew looks at Chiefs games differently. Therefore, there is something wrong there. I think that he's
0: going out and trying to do the best job that he can, whether he's qualified or not is not the question. Have you run the numbers for what he calls, uh, like looking at different teams that he calls? Are there certain, uh, you know, like penalty discrepancies there?
2: Chiefs have more.
0: No, I'm saying have you looked at other games that he's officiated with different teams and run those numbers as well? Because this conspiracy theory narrative that you guys are painting that he hasn't out for the
1: Chiefs. I think so. It's not man. true.
0: Stats would show he does, though. Most penalties. He's one hundred and forty-three penalties against the yeah. Chiefs last couple years. That's the most. But there the are penalties on every play. We all agree. The but, fact that a, a, an official wants to call the game one way isn't necessarily indicative of one team versus another. Well, Chiefs made fans made him cry, and if he comes back, he's got to be public
2: enemy number one, doesn't he? In Kansas City, you think about sports villains. We've had like Brett Laurie. He and,
0: cannot.
1: If be. you really
0: want to have a villain, why don't you go out and have Joe Burrow as your villain? Because he's kicked your ass three times. Don't blame it on an Jed. official. I think so, there's
2: respect there, though, Jed. They don't respect Cheffers. They respect so, Burrow, but Cheffers is probably public enemy number one. I doubt he ever comes back to Kansas City again, even if they has fantastic well, barbecue, Jed.
1: Since Kelsey years back in the locker room called Cheffers a reject, you know, footlocker employee. The Chiefs are nine and three in those games, four and eight against the spread. Okay, whatever. But here's the part that matters more than what's the record against the spread of his games. I don't buy into that. So is Tim Donaghy. No, the Chiefs are plus two in flags and plus 15 yards average over in games he officiates in that same time span. So it just happens to be a coincidence that in games he officiates with the Chiefs, the Chiefs just commit way more penalties. And again, have you run least any of these? Third least penalized team in football this year. And again, just happens to be when he officiates that the Chiefs are just committing so many more penalties. Have you run any of the numbers
0: for any of the other games that he officiates? No, but it doesn't I matter because the
2: Chiefs statistically have the most penalties with him calling the games. That's the only stat that matters. Losers lament. No, it's not a loser. Listen, no, it's definitely I, losers I, I don't lament. usually it's, blame the officials, but the, the only explanation. But you, you, that's, you can't yet. say that. 502 yards versus 219. One Agreed. quarterback, 50%, the other one, 88%. You have 189s on the ground. The only thing that makes sense is officiating. Okay. That's, the, that's the only imbalance. And, honestly, and, honestly. Okay.
1: it's not even a, it's not a loser mentality, and this is one the Chiefs won yesterday, first of all. No, but, I get but also, that, but, but I also, complaining
0: about the officials is that's the biggest why, baby piss pants and, thing and, that you can do.
1: And that's why I said normally I don't do it, because normally I, I don't believe that a officiating crew has it out for a team or referees a certain team differently. I normally don't. What do you What do you give me a look for about this? What, but you what, spent four minutes talking about I, this. Because I said, normally I don't do this. You said, why are you doing it today? Gold? I don't normally do why, it either. Why am I doing it today? Because, Jed, there is more evidence about this official and this crew than just the random fan is always blaming the official for their, for their mistakes. This is something that has gone on for multiple years now. That's the difference. This isn't just the random every fan thinks that the ref's out to get them. This particular crew has... Has numbers that back up the thought that they view the Chiefs and officiate the Chiefs differently. And he cried, basically. Well, that's still one of my favorite drops we'll ever have. <laughs> There's no foul on the or blocking in play, I'm the back. I out. What a was, man. Let's get to Jed Talks.
0: Nick's notable notes.
1: Too fired up. I don't even know if I
0: want to do this. <laughs> I'm sure the text line is loving all of those. They love you, Jed.
1: Big fans of yours, man. (laughs) Yeah, they they really love me. I like
0: the guy who says Jed sucks. I appreciated that. Oh, that was me. Oh, that was. I didn't even didn't didn't double check the uh, the number, but I'm not not stunned. All right, we start in the world of soccer, something I actually know about, where officials can play a part. What did you guys think of the first penalty that gave Argentina the go-ahead goal to start the match yesterday? We talked about the uh, the, <laughs> the messy goal, the first goal, yeah. it
2: was, was messy? The penalty, the goal, yeah. Yeah, um, I was okay with the Jed. I mean, it was it, Carl Jefferson's is worse.
0: Uh, <laughs> it wasn't a penalty, is the problem. Okay, well. Oh, so you think
1: him. that ref had it out for Argentina? No, I don't no. think that oh, okay. he had it out oh, for okay.
0: Argentina. I think that he might have been benefiting Argentina. It was a questionable call. But to me, looking at the magnitude of the match being the most important soccer match that's going to happen for four
1: years, it was the.
0: Uh, that seemed like a very soft call.
1: It was one of the most intense sporting events I've ever seen.
0: One did you guys actually intense. enjoy it? I know I Binkley did.
1: watched some of it. I, I, watched, the I watched the entire again. thing as well. It was it was intense. It was awesome. It doesn't get any like that. It doesn't get any better than that, though. That's the thing. For I, I think Carrington even had a tweet. He's like, if every soccer game was like this, I'd watch all the time. I mean, that was the like that was maybe the best soccer game considering the stage and everything ever because of the stage that it was on. So yeah, I mean, if that's what you are expecting, you're, expect, you're going to be disappointed if you're hoping that that's what you're going to see consistently. I mean, that was as good as it gets.
0: We can get into the argument about how soccer is boring at a later date.
1: I'm not saying it's boring. That was That's not what I'm saying at right.
0: all. Right. No, I, I get your point, though. But if every soccer match was like that, yeah, it'd be incredible to watch. But to me, there are chances like that in every soccer match. Yeah, that- it's just whether they capitalize. It To me, that's the argument. It's going back to officiating. We're just all <laughs> going to agree to disagree. <laughs> it's cold. It's a Monday. We're all just having a rough day. Staying in the world of soccer, in spite of the fact that Argentina won the World Cup, Brazil is still ranked as FIFA's number one internationally. Do you guys have a problem with
1: this? I don't really care. It doesn't really face me whatsoever. Sure. Oh, well, uh, well, yeah. no, not France. France,
2: they won it last time, and they finished second this time. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty good stuff by France. And Where's the
1: U.S.? Where's they at? I didn't see They it. were like 16th, <laughs> I think. Or probably 30th. They were like 30th.
0: 15th or 16th. Maybe. I don't know, but... Bank to your point, France also was playing without Nolo Conte in the back end and without Paul Pogba. Were, some they sickness. Were, yeah, they were they were playing down, so still to take it to extra time and PK is pretty impressive, nevertheless. But they do have arguably the world's best player in Kylie Mbappe.
1: I just want Mbappe in Kansas City twenty twenty six. Can we play we know the US is not gonna play games in Kansas City, they'll well, put them in New York or Chicago or LA or wherever else they they can decide by Kansas City. But I would love for for France, who of course will end up in the World Cup. I would love for France to have group stage play in Kansas City. That I mean, would be Argentina fantastic. Argentina almost
2: went Jeff Saturday and Colton in that one, didn't they? I mean, Luke, two Different. nothing.
1: I get you. yeah, but yeah,
2: th- It's like thirty-three points and
0: <laughs> two goals. To the world of college football, Bo Nix announced that he's returning back to the University of Oregon for the twenty twenty-three season. Is this a good decision by Bo Nix?
2: He's been a quarterback for what twenty years now. Because I he's think spent, yeah, he uh, was there when I was, there years when of I was a couple in college. He's at the Oregon. He's tremendous talent. He's fun to watch. <laughs> Oregon's getting the best out of him that uh, even better than Auburn did
1: yeah and no, I mean I think for, for I, I don't know where he currently would have ranked out on Mel Kiper and some of these other guys draft projections if you would guys so Max uh, Dugan is uh, is, is deciding to, to leave TCU at the end of the season well thanks for ruining the, the next one oh, well we're talking I mean we're having eh? we're talking about these quarterbacks
0: so next Max Duggan is apparently <laughs> I didn't, I didn't.
1: I don't see. I don't get advanced copies of Jed Talk, so I didn't know where you were headed, man.
0: Well, Max should go pro
2: because it, he has <laughs> He has to, I think, right?
0: And Duggan's I'm the played, smoker on the show.
2: Duggan's played forever, and they got Chandler Stop Morris. Stop
1: sharing your cigarettes with Bink,
0: man. I don't give Bink no, any no. cigarettes. He gives me chewing tobacco. I don't yes. ever give him cigarettes.
2: No, Max Duggan, um, tremendous year. The best thing about him was he would not even a at the beginning of the year, but they're still going to have uh, Chandler Morris. Uh, come back, and that's the important thing. But uh, Max, uh, yeah, he, he's uh, he's been playing. He's played four years at TCU, so he does get that free year with COVID. I get that. Well, well I, I saw those, uh, and
1: I hope I'm not stealing your thunder again. You saw the 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 tight end. Let's get his ninth year of eligibility. Oh out. my
0: God, that was the now. <laughs>
1: He's Perry Ellis is still coming years? back to how Kansas. Is he, how is that kid getting nine years of eligibility at Oregon, Oregon, State, Oregon State, right? I right going to say Mitch
0: Lightfoot and Perry Ellis will be yeah. in the starting lineup on Thursday when Kansas takes on yeah. whoever they play. Coming Nikola back. Jokic put up a 40-point, yeah. 27-rebound, triple-double. Where does he rank as best player in the NBA?
1: Well, he's got a chance for three straight MVPs, right? And that's what he's going for. And I think that tells you all you need to know. He is also the fifth best odds right now 10 to one to win mba MB, mvp i fifth I, best I, I fifth best odds, I, I still think uh zion williamson's an interesting bet right now if he can stay out he's 21 to one to win mvp he was 120 to one just a week and a half ago he's moved way up the charts in the way uh, zion's been playing i think the
0: smart bet was the uh jason Taylor in place yeah Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum's a gangster. He can go for real. He's the
1: favorite right now to win MVP in the NBA.
0: You guys obviously saw the improbable finish to the Patriots and Raiders oh, game. Yeah. Jacoby Myers stood in front of his locker room saying that it was a mishap and he needs to be smarter. Duh? Or possible mistake?
1: I mean, I, I appreciate him owning uh, his clear mistake, thinking that it was a good idea with the game tied. Not down. But the game tied to throw the ball to his quarterback Mac Jones, and of course we all know it led to a Chandler Jones a touchdown. So I, I appreciate him owning it and saying, hey, that was all on me, but yeah, I mean, you can't make that mistake. That's terrible.
2: The Raiders usually Raider. It usually goes the other way around. Like, I'm not used to seeing the Raiders win because of somebody else's mistake. It's always them making mistakes at the end of the game. Not the New England yeah, Patriots that... making a mistake. Whoa. How about that? communication?
1: No, you know, no that was just me. Be... There was no
2: communication? No, that was
1: just me trying to make a no, wait! Talking into the mic, I couldn't even understand a word that he was. It was difficult.
0: You to really in there. You're right there.
1: Yeah, they sound like Bill it's Belichick. Like Charlie Brown. <laughs> 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 couldn't understand a word that he said. That went there. about as
2: well as that play, you know.
1: Seriously, I couldn't believe I, I couldn't believe that sequence at the end of the game because if the if you're down, obviously you got to try to do everything in lateral, whatever you got to do, you have to. You're going, you're going overtime with the Raiders. Just, the game is tied up that you call a, a draw play. Stevenson ends up actually getting a nice gate off of it. And the Raiders, Raiders will go probably down. make a mistake. If you do go to overtime, you let them and, make the mistake. And then Mac Jones with the most pitiful attempt at a tackle to try to save Why the game. Bailey
2: happy, man. Seriously.
1: He's a better know, quarterback. Better. A, I mean, he is a better can
2: quarterback. Bailey's
1: Zappy tackle better than Mac Jones. Cause on that play, it would have mattered. Actually
2: Bailey Zappy, man. Give zap time. Yeah. I
0: just, not Mac time.
1: Now people on the text line. People are, are pissed calling Jed, that I like Ned. soccer. They're calling you Ned, not Jed.
0: Trust me, having my given name be John. Oh. And the first day of school, I go by Jed, Chad, Jeff, Jeb, Ted, Ned. All of it. I don't care. It doesn't matter. I know that the text line hates me. I embrace it. Why did last night when you left? Because you didn't wait for me. Well, I, d- I didn't wait because I wanted to go home. Well, I didn't care if you made it home. I know. That's why I hate you. Well, you shouldn't hate me because I had priorities. I
1: still think it was a little messed up. If someone says, hey, man, my car may not start, hey, just a heads up, hang. and then you I just mean, pulled, is this you? Is pulled right out I of know, the parking that. lot. Right. It's, someone I, said I don't... their Lyft driver even makes sure their car starts before. They hey, Jed, I'm choking. Can you give me the highway? Ah, sure can. Got to head out. But... Anybody else here? <laughs> Anybody else... <laughs>
2: there
0: the was not anyone else here. So no, we weren't. We were the good news, you've slept at the station before. I've slept at the station before. You could have just posted up. Yeah. Oh, you think what that would have been, been acceptable? The worst? I've had to do it. I Bank's probably, probably would have done that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but this wasn't this wasn't the one a.m. or two a.m. You guys were at least yesterday with a new kick. You guys were out at a somewhat decent time. Yeah, it was about
0: six like fifty seven.
1: Though sometimes we're
2: like till two or three a.m.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You could have come back and stayed with me and the fiance if you really wanted to. Oh, I would love to hear the stories behind that. How that would go? Big staying at your place? Yeah. that would be. The cats would good have, have appreciated
0: him. The dog may not have. Nah, I would just come
1: back much. in here.
2: Waited for Kling and Fesco to show up. Wow. Stay here for your show.
0: I invite you into my home, and you turn it down. Well, I would have, but there was you no way to get there, Jed. About. Well, we would have given no you way. a ride.
2: No, you wouldn't have, because I'd still be out there. You'd have to come back and get me. You yeah, have we wouldn't have Jed. done that, no. We I would have
0: sent you an Uber.
2: You, were, you had to call for then home.
1: Coming up next, we'll get to the 11 o'clock hour. The best signing in the offseason that maybe you aren't thinking about.